1: Welcome to Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie.
2: I'm Arnie, and it's here. What's here? Con season is here.
1: Yes, it is.
2: The impending stress of the next two months cannot be calculated. So much of it for reasons I can't even talk about yet. (laughs) But yeah, we are less than two months away from celebration. Three weeks from now, Comic-Con will be over.
1: And then we get back home, pack up, and do it all over again for Celebration.
2: It is incredible. And news from Celebration and San Diego Comic-Con is coming out fast. I can tell you that companies right now are very focused on San Diego Comic-Con. They're not so much focused on Celebration just yet. I think it's a deadline-driven focus, so that's why there's not as much news about Celebration yet. Plus, I don't think they want to steal their own thunder, so... This episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives that have been announced, and I think they just want to make sure you don't decide not to buy the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives and save your money for the Celebration exclusives, so they're doing those in order. Well,
1: keep in mind that Comic-Con also, not only is it first, but you're going to hit multiple licenses in this convention where Star Wars is just Star Wars, so with the being first up and hitting multiple areas, they're going to concentrate on that one, and then I think the week after comic-con we're going to be hitting hard and fast and furious with updates from celebration
2: i fully expect there to be updates at comic-con about celebration exclusives yeah sideshow will have theirs in their booth hasbro will announce it in their presentation assuming that it doesn't leak earlier Mm -hmm. but let's talk celebration and first of all our party at Celebration is really coming together. We've got some great prizes. We're not ready to announce a full list yet, but Sideshow has come on board and donated some prizes. Yak Face, who we're doing the party with, has just got a slew of great prizes. These are door prizes. Every paid ticket gets a ticket for the drawing and can win some of these things. We got from Backstage Toys, some hard-to-find figures. It's gonna be a great time. The tickets are going fast. There's food, there's drinks, there's a cash bar if you want a harder drink. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great way to hang out with fellow Star Wars fans and
1: And have a lot of fun. Our parties have always been so much fun because everybody just gets to kick back and have a drink, whether it be Coke or iced tea or whatever, and just chill. I get to see people that I only see once every few years, like the ginger prince and his wife, Suzanne, <laughs> or Phil Cogan, who I only see at celebrations. And, so it's kind of fun.
2: And to address the elephant in the room, Kevin Smith. Is... Oh,
1: are, are we going to organize a little party to go and... Talk to Kevin Smith for you, Arnie.
2: Because you have an issue with Kevin. I have an issue with Kevin Smith. Now I have two issues with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is doing a talk. People are going, oh, no, it's Thursday night, the same time as the party. Guys, our party shut down way too early last time. We're going till eleven this time. And we don't even start until seven thirty. So
1: Well, and let's let's be the, honest. I've seen Kevin Smith talk. Our party's more fun.
2: Kevin Smith's actually kind of amusing in person. His talks are more amusing than his movies of late. But our party's from seven thirty to eleven. It's not like you have to be there right at seven thirty to Get the prizes and get your shirt and get everything that's offering. Oh, yeah. Did
1: we mention you get a free shirt with each ticket?
2: Yeah. So you get
1: a free custom shirt that's only going to be available at this party.
2: So all of that for your ticket price. And we really worked hard, even though costs have gone up. We worked hard to keep the ticket price just about the same as it was at the last party, thanks to some great help from people who worked with us last time. And so we're partying till 11. Go to Kevin Smith then come to our party. We promise to not give away any prizes until 8.30. So that way you're not going to miss out on any chance. So you can do both. Come to our party. There's a link at yakface.com and at swactionnews.com to get your tickets. They will not be sold at the door. They will be a set number of tickets. So pre-order yours now before they sell out. There was
1: some more Celebration artwork announced this week. A few more prints. The second set of prints was revealed. We have artists such as Brent Woodside, who did an Amadala piece. Mark Wolf. he's got Honor Duty Empire. Kind of a propaganda World War II kind of thing.
2: I love his series of posters there. This fits right in. I kind of like it. I like the Stormtroopers and the Royal Guards. My favorite of this is probably Jeff Carlyle's because it's like a Where's Waldo of characters, and you just can stare at it and stare at it and just try to find who everybody is. But
1: you see what it is, don't you? It's like Grauman's Theater.
2: Yeah. Okay. And there's Sansweet in his Ewok outfit, Anthony Daniels in his trademark gold jacket, plus a bunch of characters, and the Grauman's Theater is. Covered with Macquarie art. What a great tribute this year to Ralph Macquarie. I just love the amount of detail in it. I love that it's also not quite Grauman's. There's Jabba in the artwork. Just some great stuff there. If you like the Japanese influence, like the Samurai Vader that was an exclusive at Celebration 4. Hydro 74 is doing a Samurai Trooper. The kind of a combination of the styles. So just... Some more great prints. I have a feeling Artist Alley is going to be really busy again this celebration, and hopefully not the billing problems they had the last celebration. I remember Ginger Prince's Tales of Woe.
1: Yeah, they seemed to have lots of problems, and it was way too small.
2: It was, but when we went on Saturday, things had cleared up. It was mostly, I think, a problem processing credit cards and the like that got taken care of. Also, Yoda's News got a scoop. They have their San Diego Comic-Con Blue Snaggletooth Jumbo figure in hand. And on the back, it revealed what the Celebration 6 exclusive figure is going to be. It's a Jumbo Lando. And it could be a variant because it's the Smiling Lando. And as vintage collectors know, there's Lando with teeth or Lando without teeth. It's always a personal preference on if you like teeth or not.
1: Yeah, I think that's something you have to decide on your own.
2: So that reveals... That, and like I say, not too many exclusives for Celebration 6 announced yet, but San Diego Comic-Con this week was boom, 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 hitting my wallet.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be some problems for you, I think.
2: I'll admit, though, because of San Diego Comic-Con, and last year, on Friday of Comic-Con, I ended up just standing in the General Giant line and Impulse picked up the Jawa with the vinyl cape. I'm not feeling the impetus to pre-order... Until I've given it due consideration.
1: Here's the thing. That was my fault because I wanted you to buy me something. Yeah. And then it's what happens when Arnie stands in a line and is shuttled past display cases. By the time he gets up to the checkout, he'll take one of everything.
2: It wasn't the display cases. I was in line next to Duncan Jenkins who spent about a half an hour extolling the virtues of the Vinyl Cape Jawa and how miss it now and you miss it forever. And I put never get to blame seed. Duncan
1: for anything, so I guess I can chalk this one up to Duncan.
2: But General Giant did announce... Three Star Wars exclusives for San Diego Comic-Con. And that's the thing about General Giant, is there were three Premier Guild exclusives. You get one free, quote-unquote, by entering their paid Premier Guild, and you can buy the others. Now they're doing three Comic-Con exclusives. It almost feels like one too many to me. But really, two are San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. One is their Summer Convention exclusive, so it'll probably also be at Celebration. And the summer convention season exclusive is Admiral Motti grasping at his own throat.
1: That's a nice one, I guess. But you need to position the Vader next to it. Otherwise, it's going to make no sense.
2: Well, it's how you know who it is. If he was just sitting there glowering like he was pre-choke, you wouldn't know. You'd just think Imperial Officer. What Motti has that makes him distinctive is the fact that he was getting choked. Yes. Now, this is an $80 piece. Ouch! And when asked why it's so expensive, well, the Certificate of Authenticity, not the bust, but the COA that I usually just leave in a box or may someday put in a file folder, is signed by Richard Parmentier, who is the actor who played Monty. And so it's kind of a signature edition type thing. I remember it. I believe it was Celebration 4, where they did the Mara Jade minibust, actually this was Gen Con, they did a Mara Jade mini bust, and they had Shannon Baska McRandall there signing the busts, and because signature editions aren't something Gentle Giant offered, even though she was signing for free, I'm like, no thanks, I'll pass. And I know that the signed ones were selling for more on eBay a bit after, and we picked up some for people on the forums, and a lot of them chose to have it signed, but I chose mine unsigned. It doesn't seem like a signature edition this late in the game. And it's not really called a signature edition because they all have it. But having a signature attached to a minibus this late in the game isn't really a draw for me.
1: Well, and it's signed on the COA, which why after all these minibus did they throw this out there? It just seems odd. And I don't know. Maybe he asked for it and said, Hey, I want to sign something. And is that someone really you want to sign something? I have his autograph
2: from a celebration years past. And for 80, I don't know, I've just seen so many. I got so burned on the exclusive Darth Nihilus. And we know that if the exclusive doesn't sell out in the summer con season, they'll put them online, and then if they put them online, they eventually may mark it down. I just haven't ordered this one yet. I probably will. The advantage is, being in the Premier Guild, I won't have to wait in line at San Diego Comic-Con I can just order it and then have it delivered to our house. I don't have to worry about shipping from the con, which is nice.
1: That is fantastic. I can't tell you how nice it is because I have flirted, flattered, like the whole Sims range of motions to make friends to get you cheap and or free shipping. <laughs> One year I shipped three boxes, which I could fit in myself full of stuff to our house and other places and only spent 25 bucks because I will barter and give free shirts. You know, comic Con's good for free shirts. I will trade those FedEx guys anything. One guy, all I had to do was take a picture of him with a stormtrooper. <laughs> so I went with some stormtroopers said, can I have someone take a picture with you? Absolutely. So whenever the guy was happy. So I, yeah, that shipping, they bend you over on that one.
2: Yeah, I did go ahead and pre-order their San Diego Comic-Con exclusive mini bust, which is a Macquarie Stormtrooper mini bust. Makes me wonder what they're holding back for Celebration, if they're doing the Macquarie Stormtrooper at San Diego.
1: Yeah, they're pulling that one out quick.
2: It's 1,800 pieces, so I wonder if it may also show up at Celebration. That's a lot of pieces. Now, this one was $85, which hurt, and by the time I paid shipping, I mean, you talk about shipping, but Gentle Giant, you know, I would have ordered the Mahdi. I really would have, because it's true what they say. If you're in sales... There's that statement of when your client has the checkbook open, you want to get them for more. Because they're already writing a check, so now you just change the amount. Well, I was checking out with an order at General Giant. If General Giant would allow me to have more than one item per order, I would have also gotten the modi. It would have been that simple. But because they have this silly restriction where each item is a separate checkout process and a separate shipping and handling charge... I ordered the Stormtrooper, $20 in shipping on that, but mm. I mean, I guess that's not so bad. If I, I went to the post office the other day to mail a small box and it was eight, so.
1: I guess because I have you do all the shipping that I don't really know how much things cost and I don't really pay real shipping rates
2: because I don't want to. And this is a deluxe mini bust in that it comes with interchangeable arms so you can have... It posed a couple different ways, arm bent, arm extended, couple different helmets on it, so you have different designs of the Stormtrooper bust. It's a nice bust, and when you're paying 85 for a more deluxe bust, at least you feel like you're getting more for your money. It may be a completely psychological benefit, but you feel like you're getting more there, whereas Mādi is just a basic bust for 80 And I realize that's not that much more than regular busts cost anymore, but... And then the third San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from Gentle Giant, again, a variant action figure, the blue snaggletooth 12-inch jumbo vintage figure, limited to 2,000 pieces, $80, got the wonderful silver moon boots, great likeness, his little blaster.
1: I kind of like him.
2: I didn't order him for delivery.
1: Yeah, because he's fun to ship. Those are just awesome because they're large and plasticky.
2: Limited to 2,000 pieces, again, they're not going to sell out before the show. No,
1: they're not. And they're probably not going to sell out at the show, I'll be honest.
2: They might sell out at the show. It's a blue snaggletooth. And these Jumbo figures, they're all over the map. They kind of hit the non-exclusives, too hard, too fast. The Han, the Chewie, all of those just kind of stagnated and eventually went on discount. But that Vinyl Cape Jawa, the exclusive Boba Fett from C5... The exclusive ones, especially con exclusives, do tend to sell out and be harder to find. Blue Snaggletooth went up for pre-order last week for people who wanted to have it delivered after the con and save the lines and save the shipping. and.
1: I think that's a better option considering it's a larger item.
2: And it is still available now, so I'm giving it some thought. I mean, I do have the previous exclusives, and I do like Blue Snaggletooth. Probably end up ordering that one, too. And again, because there's only one item per cart, there's no impetus to buy all at once.
1: Well, and you know the nice thing is, General Giant and Sideshow both have super large bags for conventions. The General Giant bags always, the handles always rip off. But the problem also is... I have to carry it with my arm up really high because their bags are so long. They're almost as tall as me.
2: On the bright side, they've stopped doing exclusive maquettes and exclusive statues. Yes. So that's where the problem really was. A couple mini buses very easy to carry. It was when we were getting the Boba Fett maquettes or the other maquettes or the statues and things, and you'd have to almost walk... Like you're at a parade or a protest with your fist in the air with yeah. a giant, gentle, giant bag hanging down. You
1: know, it's not a convention unless my forearms get scratched up with bags and boxes.
2: Well, I always say, order what you can beforehand because your time at a con is limited. Mm-hmm. How much do you want to spend waiting in line? We're already going to have to wait in line at Hasbro for a day, two days.
1: Um, I'm just going to bring a cooler and I'm just going to camp out. Although I have made friends the security guard. At Hasbro now. That didn't
2: do you any good last year.
1: No, 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 no. I saw him again at Toy Fair and talked to him. So I saw him at Comic-Con and then at Toy Fair, and he remembered me. So I'm going to try to play nice to him, because when the line wasn't moving last year, he was really trying, but it was a problem at the register, not Mm -hmm. with there. But I'm going to bring a cooler. Maybe I'll get a stick chair. I don't know.
2: It's my plan for preview night is Hasbro, Hasbro, Hasbro. I'm actually now more worried about Hasbro than Hallmark.
1: I'm not so worried about Hallmark, because I always get it. I, you know what we can do? We can split like we normally do. You go straight to You can't to Has-
2: run this year, though. No, I can't. But I think it makes more sense to get in the Hasbro line first, because last year we did Hallmark first, had plenty of time there, whereas Hasbro, we did that second, and we didn't get there after spending what, all the preview You nights.
1: just go straight to Hasbro but I'm saying. And you hit Hallmark, yeah, yeah. I'll get all the peripheral, the, no line, like I'll hit my different things, and then I'll just keep... You'll be the package drop.
2: And they have announced the carbon freezing chamber. We were speculating about price on this. Somebody on Twitter said that this pricing was known before, but I don't think it was widely known. It's going to be sixty nine ninety
1: nine. Hey, that's affordable.
2: For the seven figures in the carbon freezing set. That's about right. That's about what you'd pay at retail for this. It's a little less than I'm paying to get the case of them, so... I'm happy with that pricing. I'm just going to be more happy if we can get them. Because remember, even when the lines started moving, they were just out of the Death Star last year.
1: Mm-hmm. So how many are you getting? One. Two. Two.
2: I need the Jar Jar and Carbonite to open and a Jar Jar and Carbonite to keep carded. And so one set will be an entire opener set. So that way I can keep the case I've ordered completely mint on card. So I have a set mint on card of both card variants, a set open, and a set in the carbon freezing chamber.
1: You know what's funny is even the high-res image that Hasbro put out for everybody, the corners of the box are all dinged up. At the bottom were the bases. So you're going to have to be really careful with these, like you were the Death Star, because the corners are the weak spots.
2: My hope is by buying two... We saw this every year at Comic-Con. When you buy a case, they just give you an unopened case, yeah. and we can then just take it out, put it in another box to pad it, and then ship it home mm-hmm. in a regular case. I'm hoping they're packed two per case. Kotobukiya is also having an exclusive at San Diego Comic-Con. This is through AFX, shopafx.com, and this is their Artifacts Plus Statues Shock Trooper 2-Pack. This is $85 for two Shock Troopers, a limited edition of a 1000 It says on AFX's website you'll be able to order these for pre-order, but you have to pick them up at the con. But then if you're not going to the con, you can also order them online for $85. They're in stock and ready to ship. I'm pretty sure these are an exclusive from a previous year that are being carried forward.
1: I don't know. They seem familiar. Or maybe just a repaint.
2: I know they were available at WonderCon earlier in the year. That may be what I'm thinking of. But you can order yours now at shopafx.com and, again, have it delivered to your house. Now, another company hitting us with multiple Comic-Con exclusives is Sideshow. And listeners who've listened for a long time know that when it comes to the 1-6 scale Sideshow line, I started off not liking it. I think it's really come a long way. I really admire the sculpt and the detail now, but so much of it had passed. I pick and choose very carefully on the six scale, but there are three one sixth scale figures that are exclusive to San Diego Comic-Con, making me very glad to not be a six scale completist. Two of them are from the Cantina Band, the Bith Band. I'm going to butcher their names. Tech Moore and Doik Nats. One's playing the little keyboard round thing and the other's playing... Looks like an oboe. I realize they have names, but if you know what those names are, you know what I'm talking about already and are screaming at your headphones. And if you don't know what they are, I could look them up and then people still wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But if I say (laughs) the keyboard thing and the oboe, I think you're following what I'm saying.
1: I just, I'm glad you're not buying these because I cannot look at these guys without seeing orifices and weird things.
2: After seeing the actual prop at Gus's house, yeah, that's how it's supposed to look.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to look like that. It's just
2: weird and foul. and So you've got two Cantina Band members plus Commander Fox all coming from Sideshow. Those pre-orders for attendees and non-attendees are going to be going up here next week. They said the first week of July. So again, if you're subscribed to the Star Wars Action News new release newsletter, as soon as these pre-orders go up, we will send out a newsletter and try to give non-attendees a shot at this. And one thing to try is if their servers start getting hammered. I learned with last year's con exclusives, call them on the phone. Mm-hmm. They take phone orders. Who would have thought of it? I hadn't thought about phone orders since the last As Seen on TV ad, but I was able to...
1: You it means it's like
0: 1986?
2: I mean, you still have to navigate their phone menu like it's a radio call in, and they go, nobody's available, and you keep hitting zero, and finally you get somebody, and... That was how I was able to place an order when their website wouldn't work for me. So I'll include that information in the newsletter. You're going to wonder why they're getting so many calls all of a sudden. And speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, we talked about this last week. There will be a second annual Star Wars fan breakfast. Not a fan club breakfast, because there is no fan club, but... Marjorie and I missed the fan club breakfast.
1: We always have had so much fun at those. And it's something we did when we were newly married and is part of our travels. And we'd go to wherever they had them. And I, gosh, we attended into the double digits of fan club breakfast because they used to give you the exclusive figure. And you got, oh, okay, breakfast. The breakfast isn't why you went. You got to hang out with other people. There were people we'd see at every one that we'd say hi to. And at the end, they'd always give you a little grab bag of like weird stuff that was like cleaning out the closet. Kind of like when you go to my house, I give you weird stuff. I used to give everybody chocolate M&Ms, remember? Yes. Uh, for Revenge of the Sith. By the court. Yeah. Here, have a gallon bag of dark chocolate M&Ms. They're fine. So we're doing it again. We now, did it last year, and it was awesome.
2: Yeah, we had so much fun last year. There are no grab bags, but there's also no entry fee. You pay for what you eat, thanks to the Edgewater Grill The great place where we had the breakfast last year, you pay for what you eat. You just order off the menu Mm -hmm. and you get a check for your party. Unlike, I really thought in the later years, even though we'd always go to the fan club breakfast, we started complaining about how much they were charging and what you get for them. Here, Edgewater Grill, I was so happy with their service last year. They were awesome. The food was tremendous. It was fast. The one feedback we got, and we felt it ourselves, they only opened at 8 o'clock. And because the con starts... At 9.30, it was a little bit rushed last time, so I talked to the Edgewater Grill. They're opening up a half an hour early just for this Star Wars fan breakfast. So it's at 7.30 to give you plenty of time to then get over and get to the Cotton floor.
1: Edgewater Grill is really close to the convention center. It's actually within walking distance. I think we took a leisurely stroll, and I think it took us 10 minutes to get to the convention. And you get to go along the beautiful walk way by the harbor. I got to see Morgan from Chuck jogging. I love Morgan. So it's really close. You can take the trolley there and get off at one of the nearest stops. And I will publish that when we send it out in an email, but it's very easy to get to. It's within walking distance and they really have good prices for breakfast because they're not technically downtown.
2: Yeah. It is a very short walk and we have prizes donated by Sideshow Collectibles. We're going to pull a couple prizes ourselves, and we're talking to people to try to get some other prizes. So all you have to do, there's no tickets to purchase. All you have to do is let us know how many people will be coming. We do require an advance RSVP so we can tell Edgewater Grill how many staff to have there since they're opening early for us. So send an RSVP just telling us the number of people coming to fanbreakfast at swactionnews.com, F-A-N-B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T at swactionnews.com, and we're going to have pins and name badges like we did last year, and hopefully everyone has a good time, and it's a great way to get the exclusive Star Wars Action News con badge that Chris is working on, and we've got some surprises for that. Those who saw our C2E2 badge know that They're a great time. And Barron, our podcast enhancer and Republic Forces Radio Network co-host, has got some Star Wars Action News lanyards, too. So all this. And we just do it to keep the spirit of the fan club breakfast alive. So
1: we just want people to have fun. And we have people come to the breakfast, even though they weren't going to the convention, which was awesome because they still got to hang out with people. And that was the whole point.
2: Mm -hmm. And if there's any questions, send us an email, fanbreakfast at SWactionnews.com or come to our forums and let us know. But that is a lot of con news and con shopping news. Let's move on to the stuff we found in stores the past week. And it seems nationwide people have been finding things in stores. The stories are hit or miss. But Walmarts and Toys R Uses, we're hearing sporadic reports of new figures being found, vintage movie heroes. And we even found some Clone Wars figures. But first, a couple of odd things that we found.
1: Yeah, I was in a Dollar General because I worked by one, and sometimes you can find odd things there that you don't see anywhere else, like the Star Wars boxing gloves about Arnie a few months back. But they had a whole bunch of the Cardamundi playing cards, and they were really inexpensive, like $2 a pack, but I got him the regular playing cards and then the villains playing cards.
2: I like the famous quotes deck you got. The regular playing cards have famous quotes. So you've got two pictures from the movie on top and bottom, usually, and then a quote in between. The time has come to execute Order 66. The villain's playing cards kind of reminds me of a cheesecake deck I used to have years ago.
1: You mean the Ladies of Star Wars deck that you got recently?
2: Oh, no, nothing so demure. But <laughs> it's just a... Glory shot of a Star Wars character photoshopped onto a white background and then...
1: Did you call it a glory
2: shot? I did. Wouldn't you call that a glory shot? I don't know what you would call that. It's not a money shot. No. And I was over at Walmart in the party aisle always looking at strange things and noticed they had a bunch of new tumblers that were about a dollar a piece. And these are cups that are intended to be used at kids' parties and things. They're pretty small. Or Margie parties. But I ended up... I usually pass on the Walmart party items, I've got to be honest. I mean, these are Hallmark items that are released. They're nice party stuff, but a lot of it's hit or miss. But what got me was there was a Lego Star Wars cup that was incredibly cute. And so I just couldn't resist picking that one up. I knew Marjorie would be all for getting the Legos. It's a red cup, got Lego Stormtroopers, Lego Vader. And so I started looking through all the other cups to see if they had any more of the Lego ones. And I was just surprised by the assortment they had. There were eight other cups, mostly different colors. And remember what I said earlier this show about once you have your checkbook open? Metaphorically, like anybody uses a checkbook anymore. Yeah, what's a checkbook? Once I have my debit card out, well, I ended up getting a full set of eight tumblers from our Walmart, plus the Lego one as a ninth. And they're just kind of cool the way they have the wraparound art and it's from all different sagas. I like some of the characters they chose to put together. Like we've got one that's all force users and it starts with episode three, Obi-Wan. And then you get return of the Jedi Luke and end with Darth Maul. There's a bounty hunter cup that Zam Wessel, Boba Fett and Jango Fett. And then you end with IG-88 and Bosk. And they have a couple of characters in color, the rest background. I don't know. I was just a fan of the graphic design of these. And as RoboCop says, I'll buy that for a dollar. Arnie literally will buy things for a dollar. We know this. But as I mentioned, I was so excited when I went into Walmart last Monday morning and they had put out apparently just one case of Clone Wars figures. And I was able to pick up some that I hadn't gotten before and... Marjorie then went to another Walmart and found the same figures elsewhere, so we were able to stock up and get some openers. Kind of wanted to run those down. The first one is a repack Isla Sakura. She was hard to find in the previous release, and now she's back with her scuba gear. I really like the way they did the gear on her because so many of these figures, they drill peg holes in the back of to put something but her scuba gear is completely removable, and the peg that the backpack goes into is on the removable gear. You do have to pop her head off to get it off, but kind of a nice way to do it. And her glasses, the way they fit around the little twillick, they don't have ears. They have horns on the sides of their head, and they use that as a way to keep the goggles on her. And I thought that was a really nice way to go.
1: I do like how this doesn't seem, it it seems perfectly at home on her body. My only problem is, and this is just me, why do Jedi's color coordinate everything else except their scuba
2: gear? I think it's off the rack scuba gear, maybe, but...
1: They go to Dick's Sporting Goods?
2: (laughs) Pretty much. And, you know, I hear a lot of talk about articulation with figures. I'm pretty much on the record saying I like some, but I don't need the super articulation. And one of the reasons we pay more for the vintage figures is for more articulation. But I'm really happy with the articulation they've given Isla Sikora here. She's got wrist, elbows that bend and swivel. Same with shoulders, ball-jointed neck for full range of motion, ankles, knees. A swivel cut in the hip is the only thing I could think to add to her. She really has a good range of motion. Mm-hmm. She does. She doesn't stand very well, but she does come with the figure stand that you can put her little... Game cards in.
1: They gave her the Barbie hips, though. Did you notice? They made her waist so impossibly small. And then gave her huge, huge hips.
2: I don't know. With those hips, she couldn't have more than eight or nine kids. You're right. So I was happy to be able to get one of these as an opener. The other one, another repack that wasn't so hard to find. I was staring at it at pegs most of last year. The Aqua Droid. And he's a fun little droid with his sculpt and... His arm gun that swivels.
1: I love him because he looks like a praying mantis. Doesn't he? little bit. I like him. I like his colors, although he doesn't stand very well.
2: He has a problem standing. I kind of found funny what they did to his feet. His feet actually fold up over themselves. And when I got him out of the <gasps> bubble. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. They were folded up. And, and I'm that's like,
1: so he can swim better.
2: That is why he does it, isn't it? Yeah. Because I'm wondering where the peg hole is, and I see the seam, so I open it up, and the peg hole to make him stand on the stand is inside that foot. He's hydrodynamic. (laughs) I like him. It would make more sense, though, if his feet were flippers, right? I mean, wouldn't you think flippers would make for better water propulsion?
1: Maybe he has a internal
2: motor that propels him. I'm sure he has something that does... I'm guessing. ...keep him going.
1: As I want to do.
2: But he does have the swivel arms, really long arms, so if you want to have his gun pointing down, he can use it as a cane to prop himself up on, or you will need a figure stand to get him to go... I find it weird where they chose to articulate. I don't know if that would be his neck or his waist that he turns at, but out of the three segments in his body, only the top one rotates from the others. I thought it would have been kind of cool, though probably more expensive, to have a joint in each one, so he could have rotated a I'm little bit I'm happy just more. with
1: his feet. That's neat.
2: <laughs> the gun does remove from his arm, but it leaves a couple of holes, so I don't know why you would want to remove that. But a couple of figures that I really liked... First of all, there's a Captain Rex in his Phase 2 armor now, and this figure, I feel like there's an evolution going on of the figures where, when we started with the Clone Wars line back in 08, they just would not have looked right next to any of your other figures. The clones, they had such narrow waists and everything, but would you put a Phase 2 helmet on them and start with the skirt and things. This is a figure that could live with my vintage collection figures or my animated style. The colors aren't so bright, unlike, say, the Aqua Droid.
1: I like his design on his helmet. It could fit in, you're right, with the Stormtroopers and be a special off-Stormtrooper or something. I don't think it'd be out of place.
2: Or all of the clone troopers they did for Episode 3.
1: Yeah, or all of those, yeah. It's a shame there wasn't a single Stormtrooper with color in Episode 4. <laughs>
2: The one thing that bothers me about him, I love how they have the kill marks on his arms and his helmet. At first I saw the helmet, I'm like, well, that's not too many. Then I saw that he had filled the helmet and had to go to his arms and I thought that was a nice detail. But his body is some kind of I'm assuming it's supposed to be dirty in that it's yellow. I'm assuming that this brand new figure that just hit pegs isn't yellowed already.
1: No, I think he's supposed to be like that.
2: I think it's I think it's dirt, yeah. but his helmet isn't dirty. And that bothers me that his helmet is an entirely different color than the body.
1: You know, I didn't notice it as much because of the pauldron, but it is. I don't think it's yellowed. It's not the right...
2: I don't think it's yellowed either, but it's just... When you see a clothes trooper, the
1: back is where you really can see it. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. I see that now. Hmm.
2: I wish that they would have done the helmet in the same color as the rest of the body. Or done Here- a fade, a gradient.
1: Well, here's what's weird. It is on the front. If you look at it, it is the gradient on the front.
2: It's so subtle, though, and it's such a drastic change from the chest to the bottom of the helmet Mm -hmm. and on the back it's just stark stark white maybe they just intend that the heads will yellow with time maybe after six months it'll all be yellow that could be maybe they're being smart in how they do it now he comes with two tiny pistols that do not want to stay in his hands and When one fell out, it led to a 10-minute search on a blue carpet for a black gun. He also comes with a BFG that launches a missile, but I could not figure out how it's supposed to sit in his hand. Neither hand is really built for this. It's got a little hook that looks like it should go over the shoulder, but is too small.
1: It's as big as his torso,
2: though. It's almost as tall as he is, Yeah, It's up to his shoulder. It actually, because of how the Clone Wars has giant guns, it fits with the aesthetic, but... For me, this is something I'm just going to toss away because I can't figure out how to make him hold it. It almost is like an E-Web blaster that needs a tripod stand. I mean, it's a nice Gatlin gun-looking thing. And if somebody has figured out how to make him hold it, please post a picture in our forums. I even check the card because sometimes with these accessories, I have to go to the card and be like, how the hell does this work? And they don't even have him posed with it. No, they don't. He just has his iconic pistols. The final figure and one that I predict will be hard to find... Republic Commando Boss. I was really jazzed when they added the Republic Commandos into the Clone Wars canon, thus elevating them at least into the T-canon level. And Boss is Boss. I like the sculpt. I mean, we had him in a realistic style already, but I like having him in now the Clone Wars style looking more like his Clone Wars incarnation.
1: Honestly, he looks more like Robocop
2: with the big shoulders... Maybe a little. I mean, he's... In-
1: <laughs> I, the first thing I thought of was nothing Star Wars, I thought of RoboCop. I don't know why, and I think... I, actually, I do know now, after looking at him, I think it's the shoulders, because RoboCop had big shoulders. Yeah. And I know the second time we've referenced RoboCop, I don't know why, but maybe RoboCop is on... Uh, maybe
2: I put m- RoboCop on your brain with that, my alibi for a dollar.
1: But he doesn't look very Star Warsy. I I don't think.
2: Oh, and I dropped a gun. I don't like his guns. He comes with two pistols or a giant blaster, the blaster a little bit more what I think of with the Republic Commandos. He also comes with a backpack that will snap onto his waist that opens up for storage and a grappling hook that can grapple. From the picture on the back of the card, it looks like the grappling hook should sh- be spring-loaded and shoot out, but it doesn't in he any manner. He has zero
1: knee articulation, nor ankle articulation. He's stiff-legged as they come. He's just got some hip and some swivel mid-chest, and there goes that gun again. I I really feel bad for parents because... Here, we're in our 30s, and I can't keep track of these guns.
2: Well, that was the big complaint a lot of people had about the previous Republic Commandos, is that there was no leg articulation. And I don't know if this is part reuse, and that's why we have the exact same lack of articulation in the legs, but that is a bummer. He has pretty good articulation in the arms, with wrist, elbow... The shoulder has articulation, but the pauldrons on the top really limit the range of motion.
1: And yours has a bad paint job. It's got like a gray-black splotch on the orange one.
2: Yeah, on his shoulder there. I thought that was weathering, but yeah, it could just be... It looks almost like a mold mark where they popped it out of the mold from the others. I love the visor paint, though. The metallic-y blue they used, I think that really goes a long way. That is nice, you're
1: right. That is very nice. I didn't notice that first time.
2: I'd love to see this figure repainted with new legs and give us the rest of the squad. I mean, I know the Republic Commandos are kind of a contentious thing in Star Wars EU, given the abrupt termination of the Karen Travis novels with no resolution, and the abrupt termination of the Republic Commando game with no resolution, but I've always liked their design. So check your stores. You might be able to find these as well. I also found one Obi-Wan figure. So continuing that, But I also did get a case of figures in, and this is the next shipment of vintage, which was a combination of some older figures and some newer figures, the ones I'd not seen before. First, we have figure 96 in the collection, Darth Malgus from The Old Republic, from that wonderful trailer that I watched time and time and time again when I was volunteering at Lucasfilm at San Diego Comic-Con, and from the great Paul S. Kemp novels, and As mentioned before, I did get mine from Amazon, an opener from the UK. It came this week as well, and I'm glad I got my Mint on Card one, because the one from Amazon, first of all, had that giant UK sticker on the back, and second of all, was a little less than mint. (laughs) And I really like the detail on this figure. There may be complaints about character design, where basically it's Darth Vader when Luke had removed half of his helmet in Return of the Jedi,
1: yeah, it kind of looks like, you know, those toys you see at like Big Lots and Dollar General that rip off the f- current toys, or any foreign bootleg. It kind of looks like it's someone trying to be Darth Vader, but he just didn't quite get the costume right.
2: But I understand what they're doing. They're trying to be iconic, and they want us to think Darth Vader with it, but be different enough. And it's very Darth Vader with his bald head and his gray skin tone and his... Breathing mask. And, and this
1: is before Darth Vader, though.
2: Thousands of years.
1: So they really didn't improve the outfit much. There was no advancements in it from when they made Darth Malgus to Darth Vader. Because obviously he's got some assistance there. Breathing assistance and things. And outfits. I mean, he's still got all the little doo doo do knobs on his arms.
2: Yes, that's one of the problems I have with the old Republic is technology doesn't seem to have advanced all that.
1: However, much. However, from episode three to episode four, it really took a downturn.
2: <laughs> I like this figure for his articulation. Again, when you have big shoulder pads, it's kind of hard, but he's got knees. His hips are only two points of articulation. The paint job on him is phenomenal. I like the design of his lightsaber where it's got the little blades that go out past and you get, of course, ignited and unignited.
1: Well, that's a nice touch. You get both.
2: And he's got the peg on his belt where you can put it. But for listeners who've heard us review these other vintage figures, you're going to hear very similar complaints as I've had before. The downside of this figure is the soft goods. Now he comes with a soft goods cape that's Permanently attached. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it. I like the way it hangs. I like the way it flows. Mine got a little folded in the bubble. I feel like it could, maybe with some ironing or some steam, sort out a little better. But it's permanently affixed, and it's sheer.
1: It is sheer. It's like that disco sheer that they have, that shiny... That I mean, shiny nylon that is, it's very see-through, but perhaps it's his evening cape for when he wants to slip
2: into something more comfortable. Yeah, it's negligee level of see-through. It,
1: it's for when he meets Mrs. Malgus and they kind of, you know, are kicking back and having their little...
2: Oh, no, no, no. Don't mention Mrs. Malgus. That's a very sore subject with him. He had to oh. kill her. Oh, well, <laughs> um, maybe his mistress? Or maybe that's who he killed. It's all in Paul S. Kemp's great book. I do suggest you read it. So
1: he killed somebody, and this is maybe for picking up new chicks.
2: That could be. It's hard with a breath mask, so you go with the sexy cape.
1: Hey, baby, you want to see my lightsaber?
2: But then he has another cloak. Well, that looks
1: ridiculous. Is it fur-lined? Oh, no, that's just a bad sewing.
2: What the hell? It has a wire in the neck to go over his other cape, so he's now wearing two capes. Well, it's cold.
1: He gets chilly in his little negligee.
2: And it doesn't go very well around his neck. Oh,
1: my gosh. (laughs) This is awful.
2: This cape needs to be thrown away. (laughs) Realistically, this over cape is absolutely terrible. You know what this over cape would be good for? Is if you have an old Darth Vader figure... That has the vinyl cape with the swoosh out, and it's not soft goods, and you want a soft goods cape? Take this Darth Malgus cape. Because of the wire around the neck, you could fit it on any figure and give him a better cloak. But it doesn't fit on Malgus himself.
1: No, first of all, it's two-thirds too big for his head. So, yeah, no, no, this is fairly bad. I don't like this. I see what they're- tra- Well, and, you know the other problem, he doesn't have a neck.
2: Well, he does. It's just in a collar.
1: Yeah, so if he had a defined neck...
2: It would be easier to put this on because you could put it under the chin and whatnot. This looks awful. It is the real downside of a great figure.
1: Yeah, it is, because they were trying with the wire in there.
2: I love the concept.
1: Step in the right direction, extraordinarily poorly executed.
2: Yeah, he just looks so bad with the hood up that I will never display him that way, ever. Which again is why I go to, why am I paying more for soft goods?
1: (laughs) I need to get my sewing machine out and make you some good soft goods. That's what I need to do. I'm convinced I can make you a much better cake and a much better fabric that doesn't look like a disco night
2: at the Republic. Next up, figure 97. I don't have an opener of him yet, but I'm hopeful because he is starting to show up on pegs. Clone Pilot Oddball. I know one of our Republic Forces Radio Network staff who really wants to get her hands on that one.
1: Yes, because she goes by the name Oddball? Yes. He looks like the picture. Although it seems like his torso is kind of long and he's got little short stubby legs. But again, I would be able to tell more if I could get my hands on him.
2: Yeah, it's, we can't judge the articulation because I'm keeping him mint on card, nice and unpunched. It's kind of a plain looking figure with the gray outfit. Honestly, it reminds me of the level of detail I'd expect in 1983 of the Return of the Jedi line. Yeah. Just with white boots. Black soles, gray outfit.
1: It's very unremarkable. That's the problem.
2: It does look like the helmet is removable. And from what I can tell through the card, a very good facial likeness. But overall, it's an eh figure that I guess you would just put inside an ARC-170 fighter and not look at again. He doesn't need to be that detailed. He comes with a blaster, but he's a pilot. You need just enough pilots to fit in your ships. That's what I've always done.
1: And that's about it.
2: Figure 98 is one that I know people have been wanting for quite a long time, which is an upgrade to the A New Hope Grand Moff Tarkin. Because we had the one from Power of the Force 2, then we had the Revenge of the Sith one, and then they popped a different head on Revenge of the Sith and put it in a battle pack. But this is an all-new Tarkin.
1: Oh, and he's got Softgood's little half of his tunic, which is kind of odd, because the tunic was belted and now only the below the belt is soft goods. They it's do just,
2: that a lot, And though. only in
1: the front. It's kind of bizarre. And it's shiny again.
2: They do that for leg motion so yeah. that you're able to bend him in different ways. Peter Cushing wasn't exactly all that agile. I wouldn't call the man super articulated in A New Hope. I no,
1: but it looks like he's been baking cookies in the Death Star kitchen or something. <laughs> he's got a little apron on.
2: It does wrap around to the back. It is all the way around. Oh, it does? There, okay. Yeah. I think they did a good job of the hatchet face with the cheekbones. He's got very hollow, sullen, sunken cheeks.
1: They did a great job on that. However, they made his forehead way too large. Which, yes, he did have a large forehead, but it It, kept looking for the hair.
2: It's the receding hairline, though. It looks like the picture. Yeah, it kind of does. I got to give them some real props on that. The other thing I love about that, he comes with a mouse droid. Oh, he does. He's hidden. You wouldn't notice it initially looking at the card, but if you look from the side, you'll see he quite clearly comes with a mouse droid, and you just can't have enough mouse droids. Is it his pet? Figure ninety nine, the Nikto Skiffguard, to go with the Kithaba that went earlier. This one, the Nikto, another figure that's kind of lacking detail, kind of like the Oddball.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just kind of there and plain. I like he's got the nice green tunic there. They did a good job on the outfit for what it was. I think it's just kind of a blah figure, and he's just kind of in the background.
2: You know what I mean? hmm His tunic is a little too bright blue for me. If you look at the picture, it's kind of a greenish hue, but it almost looks like something that would fit more in the Clone Wars line than in the vintage line for Oh, that blue. it's just kind
1: of got, like, the minty green? Yeah, yeah.
2: minty. That's a great style for it
1: i call that bathroom green because that's usually the color people paint their bathrooms
2: you mean most people don't use the star wars wallpaper in it they don't oh i do like the head sculpt though all the horns on it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of detail to be had there and he comes with both the pickaxe and the silver blaster i'm glad they're kind of rounding out some of these return of the jedi characters then figure 100 Again, I said this, I think, at Toy Fair. I really feel like figure 100 should have been something Iconic. Yes. Iconic. Make it special. Put a sticker on the front. God knows they're not afraid to put stickers on the front. No. They put a sticker on the front of Darth Malgus as his character debut, as if he wasn't just developed two years ago. So, put a sticker on the front. Say 100th figure. Come on. We had the... 300th Fett, the 500th Vader. This is figure 100. Give me the ultimate Tatooine Luke. Give me Vader in the A New Hope card. Why not make that 100? No, figure 100 is.
1: Really? Starkiller? Do we really need more of these figures anyway?
2: Well, this is from The Force Unleashed 2, which they never really had the time to get the figures out of, but I just think 100 is a big round number. Willard Scott would be giving this figure homage on the Today Show, but it's Starkiller.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. A non-iconic, flash-in-the-pan figure that we're all going to forget about in five years.
2: Hell, we'll forget about in three months. He comes with two lightsabers both turned on and deactivated in a very dark blue, a different kind of blue than we've seen for the saber, Again, his whole outfit is just this one color of gray. I wish that it had more of a wash to it or something to make it a bit more detailed. I like the straps around the leg. I do think they got a great likeness with the head. It's easier to get a likeness of a CG character, Mm -hmm. but that itself represents the actor. Good accessories on it. I'm glad to have the figure. I just wish it was 99 or 101. So what is figure 101, you may ask? Well, it's another EU figure. They're really going heavy on EU for a line called Vintage. Yeah. And I posted a picture of her on Facebook, and I was shocked that so many people didn't know who she was. I mean, I'm not shocked as in you people should know who she is, but being that... The vintage figures are so hard to find and things. I kind of thought people had the upcoming figures burned into their memory. But this is Shay Vizsla from the Old Republic video games. They made the gentle giant maquette out of her. And thanks to Dale in our forums, I have an opener. He was able to get me an extra one. And so we can judge her in her full armor loose. I like the card art on her. Mm-hmm, the card art's nice. Again, character debut as if we didn't just know. She has interchangeable heads, so instead of a removable helmet, you just pop off the whole head.
1: Well, that makes it easier, because I saw the helmet, and I'm like, well, how does she get that over her hair?
2: I thought the hair might just pop off, but the whole head pops off.
1: Wow, her little fingers are really spindly, and I could break those easily. I mean, they're little pointy fingers.
2: They go very well in her gun's triggers. You know, one of the things that always bothered me about my vintage figures when i was a kid i was six years old and i'm like well they just hold the hilt how do you pull the trigger if you just hold the hilt so they've really you know what, made I mean, an effort to put the fingers in the triggers
1: i'm not gonna mess with that because i'm so afraid i'm gonna break her fingers because they're so delicate
2: i've complained about the detail in the body on some of these other figures today But much like Darth Malgus, I think they really did her great justice in the body with all the paint applications and all the little details, the symbols on her back, the buttons on her armor.
1: Not bad.
2: And I do like one of her other accessories. I like it more than I thought I would. She comes with little flame bits that go in her wrist gauntlets to show the flamethrower like Boba Fett had on Return of the Jedi.
1: That actually doesn't look
2: too awful i'm really impressed with it i yeah. wish it caught light more it gets a little too dark at the end
1: yeah but it it's it could be a lot worse it could be better because that's still not perfected yet but it could be a lot worse
2: honestly it's some of the best flame effects yeah. i've seen on a figure yeah because the last ones i'm thinking of i think some of those unleashed figures may have had something like that mm-hmm the one thing I have to think is her gloves must be not only flame retardant, but actually cooling as the mm-hmm. flames touch the gloves, making me think hot fire burned Shea visla. Yeah. So I do like so many things they did with her, but there's one problem with her that I just can't seem to get past. And Marjorie, we'll see if you share it. I'm not a fan of her unhelmeted facial likeness.
1: She looks very trashy.
2: Okay, I was going a different way. I thought she looked very tranny.
1: I think trashy, like someone trying to look road hard and put away
2: wet. All I could think of when I'm taking pictures of her is Austin Powers. It's a man, baby! (laughs) And she's got this high collar, so I can't tell if there's an Adam's apple there. I mean, really, if you look at it, doesn't it kind of look masculine?
1: It kind of does. I could see either way.
2: If you put this head on like a late 80s glam rocker, I could see it looking at home. Like, maybe early days poison.
1: Oh, no, the hair's way too small.
2: <laughs> I don't know. She's kind of got a Cece DeVille thing going on to me.
1: No, 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 no.
2: Well, she looks nothing like the photos. No, if you look at the card art...
1: Yeah, she looks like the card art. It's kind of, however,
2: looking... But the card art, she's got soft features. Yeah. She's feminine without being... Harsh. Yeah. She looks tough, but... Like a Hollywood action starlet, she looks tough while looking pretty. There's nothing pretty about her face in the figure. It's a very angular jaw and everything. It's just a little bit too masculine for me. Now, this may be because I'm taking close-up shots of her face that I see all these details. Maybe I wouldn't have that problem if I just saw on the card and just thought she looks like she's scowling. She looks tough, but I don't know. looks a little bit like a man in lipstick. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't think that's what they were going for when they intended this character. Finally, in this wave, I got my second wedge, an opener wedge. I hemmed and hawed because wedge is going pretty cheap on Amazon if you call, you know, 12 to $15 cheap anymore for a figure. And because the card backs are so different, I was like, do I do that? But I'm not a carded variant collector where... I'm going to go back and get the .01 POTF2, .02 POTF2. So I decided I was just going to open Wedge up, and it felt so liberating to open Wedge. I mean...
1: Oh, how did it feel? This
2: was a figure that went for $100 last year, and here I am slicing the bubble. And what do I get? How did it feel? It felt liberating. It felt freeing. Felt a little wrong. Yeah, I bet it did. Overall, I think this is a great X-Wing body. It's a wonderful generic body they can use on all X-Wing pilots in the future. And yep. they may have already used this body before, and I'm not able to place exactly where. The head likeness, you don't see Wedge too often without his helmet on, so it's kind of hard to judge. It doesn't look exactly like Dennis Lawton to me, Lawson to me, but it's not too bad either.
1: No, and it appears he can sit.
2: Yes, so. he'd sit just fine in an X-Wing. He does have a helmet that goes over the head. It's not an interchangeable head with a helmet. And it is snug on that head. Boy, it is. Marjorie's putting it on right now. I like that the chin strap goes under the chin. And it does fit over the eyes pretty well. It's a good helmet with the gray stripes. I always thought Wedge got kind of screwed in the helmet department. He just got the giant gray stripes down it. It's like he wasn't too inventive when making his helmet. (gasps) Yes, that's the other problem, is now try getting the helmet off.
1: Uh Uh-oh. I took off his whole head.
2: Yeah. It, the helmet is so snug. Once it's on, I had to work for about 10 minutes to get the helmet off and not take the whole head with it. Because I'll just, just let you do it. I, I'm not going to do it. It's just going to be helmeted because you have to work with your thumbnail and kind of pull the jaw, but the head pops off so easily and the helmet is on there so tight. Overall, this is not a figure worth paying $100 for.
1: I don't think so. I really don't. I'm not seeing it.
2: But it's a very good figure. I like all of the details of the outfit. I do think this is a body reuse. This is an old X-Wing Luke body, and here's my tell. It has a peg hole for a lightsaber in the belt.
1: Yep, that's exactly it.
2: And he comes with a blaster that has no peg, so you can't just have a blaster hanging from it. Mm -mm. But all in all, nice to have some good Hasbro plastic, and if you're having trouble getting your Hasbro Plastic, head to Brian's Toys. Again, we always extol the virtues of the one of each Star Wars figure club they have. Or if you don't want one of each figure, you can pre-order Wave 14 in the variant unused card backs like you're getting in the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive set, a set of six figures for $79.99. And you can get the figures that were repacks that came in my case. They're called Vintage Style carded combo set A. There you get your Wedge, your lightsaber construction Luke, your Hoth Luke, your Barriss Sophie, your Bomb Vimden, and your A New Hope Darth Vader. Six figures for $49.99. That's far less than you'd get them if you found them at Toys R Us. And remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, be sure to mention that you were referred to them by Star Wars Action News. In other online news, Sideshow put up another 1/6 scale figure for pre-order this week, and it's the Utapau Airborne Trooper.
1: I just like to say Utapau.
2: There is an exclusive version of this, edition size to be determined, but you don't get an extra accessory, you just get an exclusive base that has some art on it, which for me isn't easy to pass exclusive. If it's an extra gun, an extra hand, an extra head, I really want it. If it's an extra base... Well, I'm not going to deny if I'm going to buy it, I would buy the exclusive, but it's not a must-see.
1: Yeah, that base, I really don't think... I'm not seeing the need to buy that. Total pass.
2: It's a good figure, though. You get six pairs of interchangeable hands and a very detailed helmet. I'm sure they're going to be showing this off at San Diego Comic-Con. Also, Kotobukiya. I always love touring their booth and talking to Dan when we go to the cons they revealed the final shot of their Bishojo Star Wars offering. They've been showing art of this for a while. We talked to them last year at Comic-Con and this year at Toy Fair about the Bishojo Star Wars item. I posted the picture on our Facebook, and I was really surprised that so many people liked this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a niche thing because it's kind of a manga, anime style that they're doing it in, and then it's... Jaina Solo.
2: Right. I mean, it's an EU only character and being EU only in this kind of style. It's not that I think there's anything wrong with it. I really don't. I'm not shocked as in you shouldn't like it. I like it. And I'm going to get into the reasons why I like it in a few minutes. But I'm just surprised at the overwhelming support and only one or two people went, it's not for me or afraid it's going to be too much. Now, if it's in line with their other Bishojo's, it's probably going to have an MSRP of around 60, and online you'll be able to find it anywhere between 40 and 60, depending on how well they sell. One thing that somebody said, though, and I was really shocked by this, is somebody, James, on Facebook, said, Chell? And I'm like, Chell? What is Chell? We have some foreign language people on Facebook. I wasn't sure if it was a term I didn't know in a different language. It turns out Chell is a video game character from Portal. And so I googled Chell and found a Portal wiki, and oh my god, it is Chell.
1: It is. It's exactly the same, same outfit and everything.
2: Now, Chell in Portal may have ripped off an X-Wing outfit, but to have the X-Wing orange shorts up to your waist, and then the white, and then the hair, it looks just like Chell from Portal.
1: It could be Shell, as in Michelle.
2: It could be Shell, yes. Obviously, I don't play Portal. I hear good things. But that's how she looked in Portal Mm 2. So I think that this is something we may be getting with the Portal collectors. If you take away the items in her hand, and they're probably not easily removable, but if you take them away, that could be a Portal character. Yeah. Good catch, James. As for this, we've gone on record in the past, primarily with the gentle giant... Leia Maquette, where they little in the middle, but she got much back. And some of the other things about the over-sexualization, specifically of Slave Leia, because there wasn't much else to sexualize in the OT. I mean, sure, you've got your Ula fans. I don't know too many people with the Aunt Beru calendar. But by going EU here, I don't think you're sacrificing any sacred cows. You know, EU, we've already got Darth Talon and things like that out in the EU. I just feel like they can do more with EU characters and not be, I don't know, humiliating Carrie Fisher, who had a problem with the prototype gentle giant slave Leia statue and how much of her it revealed. And I overheard someone who overheard a conversation at Comic-Con years ago about her vocally upset about her not signing over the likeness to her intergalactic lady parts. The other thing is... Covering Bishojos and seeing them at the shows for years, because the Bishojo line by Kodo, they're just dipping their big toe into the water with Star Wars here, but they do anime statues, DC statues, Marvel statues. This one is so covered up and so modest compared to, say, the Bishojo of Miss Marvel in a thong that I think they're really playing it safe for those who don't want over-sexualization. It's sexy, but it's not stripper.
1: I think it looks fine. I don't see any problem with it. Um, But these shoujo statues are like this. This fits in line with them.
2: It is. I would say the only one that's this modest that they've done before this might be their Ghostbuster statue. Yeah. But if you look at, say, their Catwoman statue, their Phoenix statue, they're all in this skin-tight garb and... Always revealing a whole lot of butt. I'll be picking this one up. I don't know that I'm necessarily a fan of the anime style of face for Jaina Solo. But that's what you get with the Bishojo. Bishojo is Japanese for pretty lady. And they go for that kind of style. It's a mashup. I'm curious to see where they go from here. I think they're smart to not just start with Slave Leia. I still feel Slave Leia is overdone. They, If this is successful, I'm sure we'll eventually get to... A Leia or mini Leia's. I'm sure they'll go the way of the gentle giant, a new hope Leia outfit, only sexy, and the slave Leia outfit, only less slavey or more sexy slavey.
1: Part of the problem is that just people are taking it and using it as this big sex object, which is okay. It's not what Star Wars is about. Yeah, Princess Leia is a girl and she kicked butt, which is the thing. But and you can certainly wear whatever you want. But it's gone beyond that.
2: But this one, I think, is a great sculpt. I like the paint they've given it, the wash. What's surprising is it doesn't appear this is going to be available even by celebration. Hmm it's going to be later this fall
1: wow i was thinking maybe a celebration exclusive
2: i don't think they'd be smart to go with their big one out of the gate as an exclusive maybe a variant of it as an exclusive Mm -hmm. they could put her in some different clothes or put a different head on and make it a different x-wing pilot or something but put her in a black outfit i don't know if she ever wore a tie fighter outfit anywhere in the eu i feel like she must have somewhere Kodo also announced the next couple Artifacts Plus statues coming, which are the smaller vinyl statues from Return of the Jedi. We're getting Boba Fett and Darth Vader.
1: Those iPhone cases we talked about about two to three weeks ago from Power A are actually for sale now. And you can pick up that R2 and the Wookiee one, the Chewbacca one, which is actually really awesome.
2: I do like the Wookiee one quite a bit. It's $40. $40.
1: I like the R2 one, because it's actually engraved and notched and everything.
2: Yeah. And those are in stock now. You'll find a link from our homepage, or just go to PowerA.com slash Star Wars. And finally this week, Sand Troopers broke a bit of news about some upcoming exclusive packs that will be at Toys R Us. A couple of packs that had been kind of trying to find a place to go, now have... There's going to be an Ewok pack, where you get... Five different Ewoks, Flitchy, Nanta, I think, the font's small, uh-huh. Tebow, knisa and Tippet. And then they're doing another pilot pack, which is kind of odd as the last pilot pack is just getting cheaper and cheaper at my Toys R Us. This is the Yavin pilot pack. You get Tyree, Porkins, an R5 droid, a TIE Fighter pilot, and another X-Wing pilot who I just am not able to zoom in enough to read the name. But here's the interesting thing about these. These will be available in August, but they've announced they're limited to 30,000 pieces.
1: That's an odd move for them to announce that.
2: Yeah. And, uh, well, that's at least what's being reported. This is not officially announced by Hasbro yet. And the price on these looks like they're going to be $35, which is a really, really good price for five figures, especially the X-Wing pack. Hasbro has put it in my head since the Power of the Force two days that... For your price, you get either one full-size figure or two half-sized figures. You get two Jawas in a pack, or you get two Ewoks in a pack versus one full-size figure. So I'm looking forward to these, and if it's like last year with the Republic Commandos, hopefully they get up on ToysRUs.com for easy ordering. And again, subscribe to the Star Wars Action News new release newsletter, and we will let you know as soon as we see them up.
1: That's our show for this week. Don't forget to buy your tickets for the Star Wars Action News Yak Face Celebration 6 Party, which is on August 23rd in Orlando.
2: Con Hotel, Shuttle, and we're going to 11, so if you've got something else going on that evening, you'll still be able to make it. Great fun, great prizes, great times with great friends.
1: And we're way more fun than Kevin Smith, just saying. But you could do both in one night.
2: And... RSVP, if you want to come to the fan breakfast in San Diego Comic-Con, I know a lot of people are skipping Comic-Con this year to go to Celebration, but if you're doing Comic-Con instead of Celebration or if you're doing both, come out to Breakfast, have a good time, meet some Star Wars fans and Hopefully there's some good Star Wars panels on Friday. Comic-Con hasn't released their it's too early. stuff yet, but Friday is traditionally Star Wars day. It used to start with the breakfast and end mm-hmm. with sand sweets. I'm hoping that at least there's a good books panel, a Clone Wars panel, and maybe a couple others on Friday at Comic-Con.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars action news by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com and Jedi Temple Archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barron. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media Production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved.
2: Now another company that's hitting us with multiple Celebration exclusives is...